the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome to Briefcast 31 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad to be back with you. Of course, the Briefcast, I want to come to you guys solo. And it's such a wonderful thing. I have been off for a couple of weeks. I kind of have attempted to stay away from uh, sports as much as possible. It's sort of a slow time of the year. But when I miss, the earth literally moves. And of course, I'm talking about the earthquakes in California. But no, not, I had nothing to do with that. But I have uh, been able to step away. I got away for a little, for a couple days. Tried to exhale. Couldn't unplug totally. And uh, I guess that's just the nature of the beast. And I happened to go away at a time where the, the biggest breaking news was pending. So I had to sort of constantly check my Twitter feed and my Twitter update. And so all of that uh, went on while I was away. I'll tell you more about that during uh, brand new. But I'll tell you what, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you get an opportunity to listen to full fledged briefcast, a lot of good things are coming your way with the briefcast. Today I'm on my headset. I didn't get out my my golden microphone. I'm doing it with the headset. I'm going hands free. Although the microphone is hands free per se, but yeah, I can kind of move my head. I don't have to worry about talking directly into the microphone because the mouthpiece goes with me. So want to remind you guys the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. In addition to that, you can tweet me at Wade's Word. And I'm not sure how you found us, but again, on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, on Stitcher, SoundCloud, where you get mostly everywhere you get your podcast. And we'll make sure we're in the other places as well very, very soon. So want to tell you guys, uh, we have some full-fledged episodes coming really soon. And I have a feature. I'm working on something very special to make it much more interactive for you guys on a couple of different levels. But I'm going to wait because I want to unveil everything at one time. It's going to be our biggest relaunch ever, and we want you to be a part of that. So stay tuned for that. And I just encourage you guys to really get involved because that's the only way that we can continue to do what we're doing and and really kind of entertain and inform and look at things through our prism in the world of sports and a little bit beyond. This episode, of course, we're going to talk about the huge deal last night that sort of drove me to do this podcast this morning. That's Russell. Westbrook for Chris Paul. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about free agency in general. We'll do some brand new. We have a big dummy, and we also have a We the People. So I'll get a chance to read some of your comments and uh, your reply to a poll question, both on Twitter and on Facebook. With that, let's go to a segment that we call Brand New. Brand New, Brand New, Brand New. Now, brand new is when I come to you guys about something that's not uh, related to sports directly. And, and so I get a chance to share a little bit of, of me with you guys. So I, Because this is a relationship. This is a two-way thing. I, I hear from you guys and you listen to me, but I, it's not fair for me to just talk sports and not give you a little piece of me. Although I think a lot of people know that I'm not the most sharing person. You don't see me doing a lot 
on, on social media about my actual life behind the scenes. But uh, bits and pieces, you can kind of get a chance to know me a little bit. Extremely private about some other things. So, well, you know, so that's that is what it is. But it's that time of year when people do take these elaborate vacations and they go to, and, and and all the wonderful things traveling to Europe or to the islands or on these beautiful cruises. And there's nothing more annoying in this day and age than people oversharing their uh, vacation videos for on Instagram or on Facebook or showing you all the delicious food and alcohol they're ingesting and just living their best life. And, and that can be annoying, especially if you don't have the budget to get away or you grinding or you just, it's just not happening for you this year. And I've had a number of those years and this year, I mean, I, and get away get away so this is sort of an alternative to like a big getaway and if i if i was a better planner i probably could plan this thing out but i don't plan what i'm doing later today other than the friday express uh, but, but by and large i'm not a good planner and i think many of you can kind of tell that about the sporadic nature in which my conversation goes uh, on these podcasts but nonetheless i did get away and I got away to the hill country and I have increasingly liking that. And I have really discovered that I am more of a nature naturalist type person than I ever thought I would be. I grew up in South Park. Now, of course, like a lot of kids, we had family in the country. So I would go to the country all the time and I hated it. Like most kids, when you when you were leaving to go to the country, you hated it. But a lot of times I didn't want to leave. And so as I get a little bit older and I get away, I want to get away from all of this. And so I envision my life. Uh, sort of on a farm somewhere over some land like I'm some cattle baron or something but in reality uh, I don't know but I do like seeing like deer and wildlife and and all of that good stuff and and scenery and space and not buildings and certainly not people all the time but yeah so I got away for a little bit but the, the problem was I got away during Kawhi Watch so now I, I said to myself I said all I'm gonna do when I'm away is I'm gonna read and so, by the way, I, I said three books this summer. I told you guys that. So I'm about, let's say, 15% through. I'm partway through a biography. I'm going to do three things. Classic literature. I'm going to do a political science book. And I'm going to do a biography. So I, I started my biography, which is something I already read before, but I'm reading it again. I started my political science book, sort of a, a look at the political scenery around the state of Texas and why certain things happen and how to help things happen in maybe a different way. But I won't get too deep into that. And then the other one, I'll go back and finish a, well, I may finish uh, a classic piece of literature or start another classic piece of literature that I probably should have read 25 years ago, but did not. So those are my three goals for the summer. And I picked up a new vice, but I'm going to wait to share my new vice with you guys because yeah, I'm going to wait on that. But nonetheless, I got away for a few days during Kawhi Watch. I wanted to just say, dedicate my day to reading, and I could not do that because I had to, every couple of hours, check. And the rumors were fast and furious. If you're on Twitter, you're like, okay, he's going to the Lakers. No, he's in Toronto. No, he's going to the Clippers. And in reality, nobody really knew. But the pundits kept us looking over and over again because everybody had an opinion on where he was going to go. Ultimately, it wasn't until I got back, did a show, did the Friday Express. And then the earthquake came, watched a little bit of that and how that affected the summer league in Las Vegas. And then after all of that, 
I went to bed, woke up the next morning for sports talk, and lo and behold, Kawhi is a Los Angeles Clipper, and that's sort of how that goes. And I'll get into more of that. But I did have a good vacation. I shared one picture with you guys of a beautiful sunset. I love it up there, and I will one day, hopefully, after I build my multimedia you know, sort of a brand, and, and I have I have a little money stashed away. Going to get me a ranch on the top of a hill somewhere and look out for, for 30 miles and just see all of the scenery around me. So that's sort of what that was. So that's what's new with me, and I, again, I'll share my vice with you. And I also share the fact that, guys, I have something really, really fun coming up. It's going to be a massive sort of relaunch of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, the whole brand, because I have a, a few more things that are coming your way, and I'm going to want you guys to be interactive and involved with that. But seriously, I hope you guys are having a great summer and enjoying yourselves, and please keep sharing those pictures and those videos and those plates of food and those bottles of alcohol so we can all live vicariously through you. It's just that sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit annoying when you're in the middle of your grind and everybody else seems to be enjoying themselves around you, but that's okay. If you're supposed to I'm sure wherever you are whoever you are you earned it let's talk some NBA of course this is the a new era right before our eyes has come about and no longer is there a super team there are a bunch of uh, dynamic duos I guess that's the that's the the sort of theme of 2019 2020 going into the NBA season first and foremost the NBA has stolen all of these headlines away from the NFL they've sucked up so much of the oxygen in the room uh, they there is barely time to really get serious about analyzing our NFL teams. And I wonder if this will have a residual effect on the NFL because the NBA is so dominant with the headlines, but you can't help these massive moves. Like I said, I was on vacation and I literally could not stay away from social media and reading the headlines and going online to see what was going on because it was so monumental with what is going to happen in the NBA. And it's such a sort of a direct opposite of what happens during the season because in October, November, you know, once the season gets started, not a lot of people are concentrating on the games themselves. So it's almost like about the personalities and the movement in in July and June and July and August. And then you have this lull between September and like January. So we'll have to see what happens. I know that Adam Silver is trying to plan a, a number of things to make the regular season much more interesting because really basketball is two different seasons. You have your regular season where the Rockets were <laughs> the Rockets were superstars. And then you have the postseason where it's going to come down to the one or two teams that it always comes down to, or it has been. So we'll have to see because now it's wide open. And it started with Kevin Durant choosing to leave his super team that he helped create by going to Brooklyn to team up with Kyrie Irving. And so that started a sort of a domino effect. Well, you know, the Anthony Davis thing was right there. The, the Anthony Davis trade was there first. And then Durant opted out. Then Paul George joins Kawhi Leonard. Now, the whole Kawhi watch was crazy because so many people in the media predicted that he was going to L.A. And I'm so glad that he didn't. But he did tamper. And a lot of people aren't talking about this. He took it upon himself to tamper with another player that was under contract. And he said, well, it can be tampering. These guys are friends, whatever, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. He went to this guy and told this guy, or actually 
persuaded Paul George, who was under contract, to go and demand a trade. So instead of this turning into an Anthony Davis-like debacle, Paul George went to Oklahoma City a management, and they reluctantly made the deal, got a sweetheart deal, seemingly. You got a bunch of draft picks. I don't. You can't quantify NBA draft picks the way you quantify NFL draft picks because you just so few of those guys really, really paying out. And it's so hit or miss. So if you're not a lottery pick, and a lot of these picks, and, and I don't know about uh, the specifics, how many of those are protected. I know some of those are lottery protected. So you can have that pick, but unless we are in the lottery or we, we or unless we're picking in the top three. And so there are protections in place for some of these trades, not for all of them. But even with that, you just don't know what guys are going to pan out and what guys aren't. So let's talk about what's going on. And I really I'm going to spend a lot more time on the Rockets in the second half of the show and the James Harden, Russell Westbrook teaming up. Uh, We'll get more into that because I want to get into that with the We the People segment in the second half of the show. So let's talk about what's going on around the NBA. I think the most inconsequential move was the the Durant-Kyrie move in Brooklyn. Although Brooklyn has a lot of really fun parts and they've done some things and they're really exciting to watch, at the end of the day, even though the East is wide open for now, I just don't see it happening. I just do not see it happening for Durant or Kyrie. I don't think those personalities will blend. I'm not sure if Durant will ever be the player that he was, even though he doesn't need the lift. He doesn't need to play above the rim. He doesn't need that explosion like other players. So the Achilles may not hurt him as much as it's hurt other players in the NBA in the past. But still, I just think I think by the time he comes back, I just, I just think it'll be another opportunity to say, look at Brooklyn investing. Or, and like what other teams, you invest in a, a star after that star has faded. I don't think Durant will ever come back. I don't think Kyrie will do anything without him. But I do think that Brooklyn has a lot of talent. So they, they'll be in the mix a little bit. But I don't think that that will be a threat to an NBA title. So you can write that down. I think Durant to Brooklyn won't have much impact on the NBA as it pertains to an NBA championship. You can say that I said it. I don't think that that will ever produce the fruits of a championship with those two together. And even if he came back this year, I wouldn't. I didn't think that. I just don't think those guys seem to both be emotional malcontents. And that's just from the outside looking in. These guys don't seem to really be – like how can you not be happy in Golden State? You get to be the guy, and even when you don't have to be the guy, Steph Curry, who was a MVP on his own, deferred to you. Everybody shares with you. Everybody cares about you. You can talk about the medical staff and some of the decisions, but at the end of the day, the buck stopped with you on whether you decided to come back and play in the NBA Finals. And I don't begrudge you for taking that chance. You were playing for a championship. You weren't playing. This wasn't a February game. This was a June game. This is for all the marbles. So he made the decision to come back. If he wants to later on blame the medical staff, which I'm sure some of that stuff will come up, you know, again, at the end of the day, you're a grown man. You, The players in the NBA control the league. So you can do anything you want to do in the NBA if you're a megastar. We see it all offseason. We see these guys demanding trades and getting exactly what they want. We, get, we see guys getting the players they want to play with, the coaches they want to play for, all of those things. So I don't ever buy this thing where, oh, Golden State pressured him to play. Man, look, he had all of the cards 
It was his decision along with his team. And ultimately, hey, he's a grown ass man. He wanted to play. So I'm not going to rehash that. But he decided to leave. I think that's an inconsequential move. Anthony Davis, LeBron, I'm not sure that that's going to produce what people think it is. Anthony Davis is fragile. I think that the bonus in this situation is that a lot of guys, a lot of veteran guys, that they need to come in for cheap to fill in some of these slots on that roster. Uh, I think they want to play with those two. And so from that standpoint, they'll be right in the thick of things. Anthony Davis has not proven to be a winner in this league. Now, again, this guy, if you're supposed to be the most talented guy, and this is where you can give LeBron some credit. They said, look, LeBron is the best in the NBA. And you saw him single-handedly make an impact and take his team to NBA Finals. And no, not by himself. And yes, he had Dwayne Wade. And yes, he had Chris Bosh. But he also had some Cleveland teams before he went to Miami and after he came back from Miami that weren't talent-laden. And he was able to make an impact. Anthony Davis has not done that even though he's such a skilled player. And think about it, he's not playing totally with chopped liver. And yes, he did play in the Western Conference where it was a lot tougher, but he had made hey, It wasn't like New Orleans was really raising hell in the Western Conference. And you're supposed to be the man. So show me that you can be the man. I don't think that – I don't see that. And maybe I'm. you can call it LeBron hate or whatever. I think LeBron's best days are behind him. I think that he has started to transition out of basketball. Now, he could prove me wrong and come in the best shape of his life, but he's coming off of the first major injury of his career. He's older. Anthony Davis has always been fragile. So I don't, I'm not just sold on them. Kawhi and the Clippers seem to be the team to beat because Kawhi has proven that he can do what it takes on both ends of the court to be a champion. He can play a a, a lesser role. He can be more dominant. He can lean on his teammates or he can take over. He can do it all. And you add Paul George to that, and I know Paul George won't start the season healthy, but that with Doc Rivers, I think this is Doc's chance, man, with with this bunch to get it done. And, and, you know, everybody says he's the best coach in the game. He's the guy. He's the man. Well, one of the best. Popovich, of course, is in that mix. But, you know, everybody says Doc is the man, Doc is the man, Doc is the man. Now he has to to manage these guys and get them to – I mean, because look what he did with lesser talent. Now you have more talent. And, of course, he did it in Boston. So that's – he can do it. And so I would say the Clippers are the favorite – in the Western Conference. But I tell you what, the team that I kept talking about were the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz added a number of pieces with Mike Conley and Bogdanovich. These guys are deep, and they're going to be good defensively. This is going to be a really fun team to watch as Donovan Mitchell continues to improve. I think they'll be in the thick of things. Denver, I think, again, will be in the thick of things. And then they'll add, I think, Porter will be getting healthy this year, they think, and he'll have an impact. So uh, I think that it will be an exciting Western Conference. And the thing that I worry about is that you go through this whole regular season and all of these teams like Utah, like Houston, like even Dallas and San Antonio and, you know, Denver, Utah, all those all those teams, Portland, all of those teams do what they do in the regular season. And then in the end, it comes down to the Lakers and the Clippers and 
the Western Conference Finals. That would be a, a nightmare. Um, but let's see what happens because, you know, I think Denver got some valuable playoff experience this year. I think Utah got some. They couldn't get over the hump versus the Rockets. And we just don't know what the Rockets are going to do. Although I'm going to talk a lot about that in the second half of the show. It's going to be very, very fun. I think right now the Clippers are my favorites to win the Western Conference next year in 2020. And in the Eastern Conference, the Eastern Conference is wide open. I guess, I don't know, oh man, it's t- tough to pick the East. Philadelphia, let's see what f- ends up happening with Miami. Miami has Butler, and they may have Chris Paul by the time uh, it's all said and done. I let Philadelphia, Milwaukee's in the mix. Boston without Kyrie. Let's see what they do, what moves they make, adding Kimball Walker. So it'll be wide open, and we'll have to see exactly what happens going into next season. But I tell you what, they've done a fantastic job of marketing. But I do think the NBA needs to get a hold on this this free agency situation. I don't. I just don't think it's good for these guys to determine. And, and, and then people get mad because they say, well, oh, what's wrong with the, the young men taking control of their lives? Yeah, but you you have a whole league to worry about. You don't have to – if the league was just five teams, that's fine. But you can't – you have to have a way – that's why the NFL is so fantastic at trying to create balance. Now, in the AFC, it hadn't panned out because nobody can get past New England consistently. But if you look at it, the worst teams always draft first, and they have a, a way to protect and keep their players with a franchise tag – in the NBA, you can do all of the right things, and if these guys decide they want to team up and play, your market is left. Look at Toronto. Toronto, by all accounts, did everything the right way. They've done everything the right way. They were kind and giving, and they took it easy on Kawhi. They surrounded him with guys. They made moves that they had to make to put together this team. They treated those guys great. The entire country embraced them and loved them and celebrated them, and yet, because this guy didn't want to stay there, he can just up and leave, and now Toronto is an afterthought again in the NBA, and all that energy built around that is gone to L.A. It's just gone. And so that's disappointing for the league. Because if you think about the excitement created in Toronto and how much more money they would have made in that market and how just what a big impact an international field would be, even though they're just our neighbors to the north, it would have been huge to have that entire country invested in the NBA. It would have been a big, big deal. Now that's not going to happen. And who knows what will happen long term. But there's so many teams – New Orleans just got lucky by winning the lottery because if they didn't, they would have been a total afterthought. They got lucky with Zion, so at least we got some of that potential to market for a while. But I think they have to do something that they tried to do with the Max and the Super Max, but these guys are walking away, and they're taking the years instead of the money. Even Kawhi only took two years in Los Angeles. So in two years, we may be doing this all over again. So they have to find a way. A franchise tag in the NBA, I would love that. I don't think the players would agree to that unless they got a bigger piece of the pie. I don't I don't know. That's something that they'll have to figure out. This can't be done by the commissioner alone. This has to be collectively bargained. So the players would have to sign off on that. But I don't, I don't want a guy to be totally restricted. But I do want smaller markets to be able to retain superstar players. And I want, I mean, because otherwise, think about this. If that was the case, back in the day, you had smaller markets, Detroit and 
Portland and and those and San Antonio never would. I mean, and, and the way it's going, San Antonio is out of the mix for the foreseeable future. It's really Greg Popovich that is the the sole savior for that city. Otherwise, if you if you just had a normal average coach in San Antonio, that franchise will be irrelevant. And I don't think if you're gonna have a thirty team league, you can't have a number of teams that are totally irrelevant. And as it stands, we have the, I mean, the Knicks are like that, but they're going to fix that. You know that they'll fix that. And for so long, I mean, Orlando, for so long, Milwaukee was. You can't have irrelevant franchises in smaller markets. That's just not, it's not going to work. You just can't have a big market league. This is not the NCAA with the power five. And if you do that, I think that's a recipe for failure long term. It will lead to possibly contraction in this league. And I don't think any of these guys really want that. Everybody wants somewhere to land and 30 is better than 28 or 26 or whatever. So we'll have to see moving forward. But with that, going to take a timeout. And I want to remind you guys, if you are a fledging artist or uh, if you are a DJ and you want your music heard, get with me and we will make sure that your music a snippet is heard at the halfway point and the entire track or mix will be played at the end of a individual podcast. We'll talk about you and, and pump you up just like I'm pumping up my guy, DJ Anarchy. You can check him out and, and then part of the, you hear part of a mix. That's a, uh, a huge long mix. And this dude is a special, special DJ. And you can check him out at the halfway point and the extended portion of a mix at the end of this episode. So hit me up on Twitter at Wade's Word on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. Going to take time out, come back with We the People, the Lamont Award, before I let go, and more. This is Precast 31 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. DJ One of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Just a little snippet of DJ Anarchy with some of that outcast.
prototype. You can hear an extended portion of that mix at the end of this briefcast. And of course, you can find him on SoundCloud. And I'll have a link posted on uh, my SoundCloud page. So if you can check that out, if you get a chance to check him out, he, he's the dude. He's, he's doing it big. And if you want to have your music played just like DJ Anarchy, get with me and we'll make that happen at Wade's Word or on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page or group on Facebook. I said something a little bit earlier about Kawhi going to Los Angeles, and I'm so glad that he didn't. Well, he did go to Los Angeles, uh, but he went to the Clippers, and that shows you how irrelevant the Clippers have been. It's, I mean, they say they share the same building. They both play at the Staples Center, and, well, you know, the Clippers are the Clippers, but they've been such an afterthought that you think L.A. is a, a one team city and clearly it's not so when I said uh, I'm so glad that Kawhi didn't go to LA what I essentially was saying is that I'm so glad that he didn't go to the Lakers so with that let's talk about the Houston market and the Houston Rockets and I tell you what this is such a I have such mixed feelings about this on one hand I'm so excited because for many people you know that Russell Westbrook is my favorite player he, he's about that life. He's loyal to the soil. He is, he's, if he's for you, he's for you. And that, that's how I am. If I'm for you, I'm for you. I'm, I will ride with you. And, and that's what I really appreciate when Durant was all flaky and all of these are weird players. When, when LeBron blew off his own hometown, Russell Westbrook stayed in Oklahoma City. He could have got out of there. He could have left when Durant left, but he stayed. He was down with his city. Played there 11 years. At the end, it was time for them to rebuild. He was ready to go. He didn't try to talk Paul George out of leaving, and I don't think he would have wanted to leave had Paul George stayed. But it, clearly, that little run had reached the end, and it was his time to move on, and he came to Houston for Chris Paul. So here's, here's the deal. So I'm excited that he's coming, but I don't think that's going to be enough to do something for the Rockets because it's the wrong – they're the same guy. Not, not, not exactly. I mean, obviously Harden is a prolific outside shooter and one of the best offensive players ever. But both of those guys are ball dominant. Both of those guys want to do it all, and both of those guys did it all for their team. Now you say, well, they can't coexist. They played together for three years in Oklahoma City, but this is a different dynamic. This was. Westbrook was that dude. Okay, even when Durant was there, Westbrook was that dude. At least in his mind. And, and that's how he plays. That's how he plays now. He's that dude. You have to understand that he's that dude. Harden was not that dude. He was coming off the bench. Now Harden is that dude, and he knows he's that dude. And both of these guys are going to want to be that dude. So they, they can say, well, they're boys, and they get along. But you just they're two alpha males, man. You can't. It's, Nah, these these are two kind of old school alpha males, or at least Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is an old school alpha male. It's my team. I'm doing it. Now, that's hampered him in winning a championship, and and I think that's hurt him. And I think that really the stubborn attitude of a James Harden is the same way. Well, he he wants to do it the best way for us to win is if I take the shot. I have to take the shot. 
I have to have the ball in my hand. And that created friction between him and Chris Paul. Now, again, Chris Paul is a great citizen. He's a great dude. He's a great guy for the community. He was a He's a guy that I would love to be my neighbor, but for two reasons. If he was my neighbor, that means I'm making a lot of money, and I live in a great neighborhood. But the other thing is he. I think he was good for the city. I think he's the, the kind of guy you want. He's the prototype of a guy that can affect his community. So I love Chris Paul from that standpoint. Never nah, – there's that thing about him that people don't – like and but i do think that he knows his basketball and i think that he had the right idea about ball movement and i think Harden never bought in now here's the other component everybody wants to blame oh if mike d'antoni if mike d'antoni it comes down to one thing this is why i do not get on mike d'antoni this comes down to will james harden alter his game to make room for a guy like westbrook if he does This team can do some special things. If these guys get together and say, this is how this can go, then it's going to be special. But I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. It's no way. There is no way. You're talking about a guy that has been an MVP and second in MVP voting last two years and really had a case to be the MVP the third year when Westbrook won it. So I don't see how this is going to work. I just don't see it. Now, I could be wrong. James Harden could see have a change of heart. Look, you can bring in any, but you can dig up uh, John Wooden. You can anybody, Brett Arbor, whoever you want to dig up. You can have Pat Riley come out of the front office in Miami. Anybody you can think of. If James Harden doesn't want to change, James Harden doesn't have to change. And and I know that Kevin Allen gets, goes crazy when I say that, but at the end of the day. This is a player's league. Now, hopefully, Harden is insightful enough and humble enough to alter his game to make room for a a most valuable player in this league. Westbrook has to do the same thing. I don't know how this is going to work. I can't imagine it's going to work. And I think that D'Antoni will be the scapegoat. And that's fine. Whatever. He'll live. He's fine. He's making plenty of money. But everybody's saying, well, if Dan Tony does this, if Dan Tony does that, if, if he lets this, if his system, the system boils down, I don't care what system you run. If Harden doesn't buy into it, it's not going to happen. It's all on James Harden. Don't blame anybody else but James Harden. This is a referendum on James Harden. This is all about one, well, really, two guys, but because this is his team in Houston, this is a referendum on James Harden. You can blame Dan Tony. D'Antoni is almost irrelevant in this situation if Harden does not want to change his game. Do I think Mike D'Antoni has the brain? He is the ability as a coach to put these guys in position. It comes down to is Harden going to listen or whoever. And again, if it's somebody else that they think he'll listen to, then bring that person in until that happens. It's all about this is a referendum about James Harden. Is he going to share the basketball? Is he going to facilitate an environment where these guys can win? We saw Steph Curry do it. We saw Durant do it. And they coexisted. We saw Dwayne Wade do it. Can Harden do it? Does he really want it that bad? This is what it, this is what it boils down. Do you want to be the man and win, or do you just want to win? If you want to win, you're gonna have you're gonna have to sacrifice some of your numbers. Then you have to ask yourself, uh, can Westbrook, will Westbrook do the same thing? He's been vilified for a long time by a lot of people. And, you know, some of it is deserved, some of it not so much. But that's my favorite player on the team already. I mean, I, I'm 
for Westbrook. Would I have brought him in? It creates excitement and it creates the kind of buzz that this organization needs. Does it get them further along? I don't think so. I hear the national guy saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I think the Rockets have problems with the front court, and I think when it comes to matching up with either the Clippers or uh, the Lakers, that could be a problem for them, and even a Denver team with an active front court. So uh, we'll have to see Capella have to step his game up, and maybe if they defer to him more and get him more involved, but he has to show that he can create, or they have to find a way to utilize his skill set. And for the most part, in the regular season, they were able to, but it was easy for for the Golden State team to really take him out and I think Harden has as much to do with that as Golden State did but again to have a guy down low that can create a little bit sometimes I think he's a good rim protector I think he's I I like a lot about Capella I just think the expectations on him have been too high from the Rocket fandom I think that we've our expectations of him are just just you know, too high. I, that's what I really believe. Uh, but we'll have to see what happens. What we'll have to see if the, this is the last move. Where does this leave a guy like Eric Gordon? I mean, there are a lot of guys you just have to be comfortable with. You're just not going to get a lot of shots. So I don't. I just don't know how this is going to work. They have time to try to figure it out. Maybe they can bring in a sports psychologist. Maybe they can go to family therapy. They need to do maybe a retreat. They need to bring in the Joel Osteen, the Kirby John Caldwell. They need to do something. They need to make something happen because, man, look, talent-wise, and they're in the mix. They're as talented a twosome offensively as any two, any any other two combined. But if you wanted to get down to what two players in this whole entire, like out of the eight, uh, the, the group of eight, where you say uh, Durant, Kyrie, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Harden, Westbrook, and uh, Kawhi, Paul George, which two players would you say would be the most incompatible? And I would say number one would be Durant and Westbrook. After that, it would be Durant and Harden. Those are the two guys that are most incompatible out of that whole group of eight. You, you know, and I think personality-wise, it's a uh, it's an issue between Durant and Westbrook. But from a stylistic standpoint, I think the most incompatible players in, of all of those eight. If you put any two, uh, any combination you can think of, the most incompatible two will be Westbrook and Harden, and I think that's what we're stuck with. We're stuck with two offensive juggernauts. We are stuck with guys that are as exciting as it comes in the game. But I think at the end of the day, that twosome, and and, and if you want to throw Clay and, and Steph in that mix whenever Clay gets back, I just think this twosome is the most incompatible of all of the big two from around the NBA. So we'll have to see going forward. I did, however, ask you guys in a segment that we call We the People. We the The We the People segment is when I turn to you guys and I ask you a poll question or a question that you guys can comment on, and then uh, we incorporate it. You'll have a more interactive way to to participate here soon, so uh, that's a hint, hint, so you'll know that. So the question was simply, if you're a Rockets fan, do you like the Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook trade? 
64% of folks said yes, they liked it, and 36% said they did not like it. Among uh, some of the comments, Cedric Franklin said, even in D'Antoni's horrible system, this is an upgrade. Jay Mitch checked in. He says, now go get a coach who makes adjustments on the fly. Quincy Randall said, in this system, Westbrook will be a better, quicker version than CP3. Daryl Irvin said, whose team will this be? How will either handle being number two? Who's going to pass the ball? All good questions to be worked out quick, fast, and in a hurry. Would have loved an inside-outside combo, but I applaud ownership for not standing still while the West was loading up. Cedell Watkins says, yes, if you're allowed to have two balls on the court. My poll is, do Harden and Westbrook fight on the court before or after the All-Star break? So those were some of the comments. Also, Xavier Hunter checked in. He says, I like the trade. However, it's time to move on from Dan Tony. George Jones says, totally gives you another legitimate weapon for that style of play. You're back in the conversation. And finally, basketball guru Chris Gardner, who has a great podcast of his own, he says, Rockets got a younger, more athletic player who isn't a great three-point shooter and needs the ball a lot. So those are some of the comments on the We the People segment. With that, it's time to hand out all I'm on award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award is given to a player, team, entity that does something very, very stupid. And this time out, we have a NFL player. We leave the NBA and go to the NFL. In fact, we're going to leave the United States. We're going to go to Pamplona, Spain for the running of the Bulls. Now, if you don't know what that is, it was made famous by Ernest Hemingway, writer Ernest Hemingway, and his chronicles of his exciting, fabulous life, blah, blah, blah. And you'll have to read the backstory of Ernest Hemingway. But running with the Bulls is a big, big deal where people all dress up in white and red and they release Bulls and they run down the street trying to avoid these Bulls that can't go anywhere but forward into the stadium where they will later be slaughtered and killed i think they are still slaughtered and killed but along the way people have gotten gored to death people die people get hurt and a lot of people escape and they just taunt the bulls and the bulls run and, and scared frightened on these uh the cobblestone streets and they fall all over the place in this really frenzy of uh, confusion for them while people are entertained somehow by this and think that they somehow have done something adventurous or exciting. I think it's stupid, deplorable, and they need to end it. But they have to have some tourist attraction, and Ernest Hemingway gave them an excuse for that. But we know better now. We shouldn't just go around indiscriminately killing animals for our pleasure. So I'm sorry. You know, I'm an environmentalist. I'm a, I'm for the animals. Although I'm not a vegan or vegetarian yet. Although I have my moments, but not really. I mean, I I would want better conditions for for animals across the world. So that's that's how I feel about it. So it's stupid to begin with. So that's all of those people are big dummies. If you want adventure and excitement, you grew up where I grew up. You don't don't have to go running for bulls to find excitement. So just be an African-American in America. You you can find all the excitement that you want. You don't have to go to Spain. But we do have a big dummy who went to do that, and that was Josh Norman, cornerback for the Washington Redskins. And you say, well, what, what, why is, I mean, if everybody's doing it, what's the big deal? Oh, he's just running with the Bulls. He's having fun. The big deal is he faces the bull 
at one of the bulls, there were many bulls, he faces one of the bulls and he runs and leaps over the bull. The bull dipped his head just at the right time and Josh Norman jumps all the way over the bull. What an athletic feat. It was a, a cool athletic feat. However, it was dumb. It was stupid because this guy is in the middle of a $75 million contract. That is not guaranteed if he gets hurt running with the Bulls. And I'm sure Daniel Snyder is not trying to pay him if he rips a groin or if a bull puts a horn in a in the wrong place and this guy can't play anymore. So you risk the latter portion of a $75 million contract. He's gotten paid some, some I think it was a 2016 deal. So he has a few more years left on that deal. So he he's played a couple years on that seventy-five million, but I think he's owed forty-plus million on, on that contract. And you're gonna risk it all for the excitement of running and leaping over a bull? Uh, come on, man! You're not taking life serious, man. You need to. I know guys want to skydive and ride motorcycles and do all sorts of stupid things. And a lot of times they have clauses in their contract that prevent them from doing so. But I tell you what, because Josh Norman. Who actually I like. I, I like Josh Norman. However, for you running with the bulls, torturing these poor animals, and then taking it upon yourself to leap over a bull, for that reason, Josh Norman, you are a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> and I tell you, I cannot say enough about how stupid that was. That I mean, why are you playing with your money like that? We see, look at Jay Williams. He's on TV all the time now. He's recovered because he has that, you know, he has the gift of gab and he is a Duke guy and he was trained under Coach K and he knows how to handle himself in the media. But his career was ended with a motorcycle, on a motorcycle accident. Our own Trey Walker, a Texas Southern, his life unfortunately ended on something like a, a dirt bike or something like that. You can't, I mean, I know you don't want these guys living in a bubble. But that was just stupid, man. You're old enough to know better. You shouldn't have done that. But nonetheless, he's he gets the Lamont Award this time. So with that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, we are less than three or four weeks away, maybe less than two weeks away from a major reintroduction, a, a rebranding of, of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Uh, I am a relaunch. That's that's the term, relaunch. I have to learn these phrases when I do these things to, to make them sound more important than they are. But essentially, this is important because it's a relaunch. We're going to do some more things where you guys can get involved. That's coming up. Tell your friends. We'll have full-fledged episodes. Also, Biscuit wanted me to thank you guys for all the birthday wishes. He, uh, he really enjoys seeing that, and he always enjoys hearing from you guys, and he wants to appear on a briefcast really, really soon, and we're going to make that happen so hey want to remind you guys on twitter at wade's word the sports talk with devin wade page and group on facebook support my man dj anarchy i want to thank all of the folks who voted and made comments on the poll questions on twitter and on facebook continue to do so we'll talk more about this trade tomorrow morning inside of ktsu sports talk on ktsu 90.9 houston or you can go to ktsu radio.com All of those are ways to listen to the show tomorrow morning. And, of course, the podcast, catch it anywhere, anytime. Tell a friend, pass it on, uh, and and let them know, hey, you enjoy it, and hopefully they will as well. And until next time, as always, have a great day. TJ.
Control, 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 control. 